I was looking around. I keep looking around at this whole thing that we're going through right now. It's unprecedented. I mean, the world is like, the universe is like just attacking us right now, okay? And and it's something we've never actually been through before in our life. Our life. I mean, in, in case you don't realize that, right? And I'm trying to take advantage of it. But one of the things I spend a lot of time doing in preparation for this podcast and sharing my ideas with you is I spend a lot of time looking at things and trying to figure life out and the things I see, try to make sense of it. Now, the other day, Sandy and I were coming back from seeing our family in Canyon City, Colorado, and we had a chance. We decided, let's take Independence Pass. And if you ever have a chance and you're in Colorado, you should really check it out. It's the most amazing drive in the world. And it drops you down into Aspen. Now, if you're not familiar with Aspen, Aspen, Colorado is where all the rich people live. Well, I was driving into Aspen and the road's kind of narrow and then you start getting into those houses that are tucked back in the trees the beautiful big houses with the stone finishes and the fancy roofs and all that and what I noticed was nearly every one of them had a for sale sign in front of it I'm thinking well that's weird that's weird I thought I told Sandy I says hey look all these houses are for sale now I'd I wasn't thinking for a minute that it was because it's like they're giving them away or it's a cut price deal. So why would these rich people who live in Aspen be selling their property? Well, then it dawned on me. They're selling their property because the market's hot. The hot market's hot and there are a lot of indications that the market's going to crash. So I'm thinking, well, okay, all right, I see that. So what's that have to do with us? And what does it have to do with you, moreover? And that is that, so what these rich people are doing is they buy low and they sell high. That's exactly how people put money in their pocket. And unlike those rich people in Aspen, there's a lot of people who have a lot of equity in their homes. You probably have a lot of equity in your home. And depending on your financial future, even, let's just say, even if you're financially secure, why would you hold on to your property with the risk of it being being upside down on it if the economy actually goes to shit? Let's say this last, let's say three years ago, you spent $180,000 on your house. And for whatever reason, you haven't paid it down that much. Well, that's, and the market takes a, takes a dump. What's going to happen to your, your um, equity? You're going to be upside down. You can't sell that house for more than you bought it for. Now, financially, if you're stable and you've got a good job and you're doing everything you do, well, then that's fine. What you do is just write it out. If you love your home, there's no reason to liquidate it. But for those of you who are sitting with that chance of maybe not earning the money that you were making, or maybe maybe you're not even working at all right now, but you still have that big liability or that big asset that has increased in value since you bought it, why wouldn't you liquidate that? See, what's going to happen to a lot of people is they're going to hold on to that house because we love our house, we love our stuff, and that's how we've been trained. And then the economy is not going to come back like it we thought it would or we hoped it would and we're not going to be working and pretty soon we're going to have to make a choice between food and between making that house payment but if you access your equity now if you were to say hey i'm selling it for whatever i can get i'll sell it let's get out from under it we'll rent we'll buy a fifth wheel we'll live on a boat we'll do whatever it takes to survive but we're going to capture as much of those cash resources as we can out of this just like the rich people in aspen just like those guys that all have more money than they'll ever spend. In fact, there are some people in Aspen have more money than their entire family will ever spend. 
And here we are holding on to these things because of the nostalgic value. I don't know. If I had a house and it was worth a bunch, even if I wasn't swimming in debt or my future wasn't at stake, why wouldn't I capitalize on it? Why wouldn't I capitalize on it? Because here's the struggle. So the, we tend to be optimists. I don't know I don't know too, too many people who are like, oh man, we're good. They, they, things are going to go bad for us. It's going to be terrible. Everybody has this idea that it's going to be okay. And it is going to be okay. But amid that transition from where we used to be to where our life ends up, there are going to be a lot of people who get caught with their pants down. If, if I was in a position to where my employment was not guaranteed, if my income was not assured... I'd be grabbing a job. I, I, as soon as they started talking about the stimulus package and what was or what might happen, in fact, weeks before it ever happened, I'd have been working on something. And actually, I probably wouldn't have ever went on unemployment because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to develop, if in that situation, I'm developing me a platform for earning. See, what's funny about this whole podcast is it went, it, originally it was about capturing the best life possible based on the idea that you should be playing more. You should be um, having fun. Take that money and have fun. Quit wasting it on crap, right? But I'm coming to realize I kind of missed my mark on this because this conversation is actually about living your best life from the perspective of doing what you have to do to survive. I've noticed something. There's been dead silence. I haven't noticed in a while on the news that they're having these weekly unemployment numbers. You know why they're not doing that? Bad for business. (laughs) <laughs> it makes people, makes people stop spending because they realize just how bad shit's going to get. If you're swimming in debt, if you haven't liquidated everything you can and stopped leaking cash and started looking at alternatives to where you could reduce your liabilities to the smallest denominator, possibly even living debt-free, you're going to find yourself in a bind and some of that stuff that you have is going to disappear. Not to be a doomsdayer, not to be the guy that says, oh man, world's coming to an end. (laughs) It's going to, sorry people. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there because obviously from what I see, there are a lot of people still, that still haven't figured that out. This is the thing that slays me. So I have worked all my life and most of my life I've worked two jobs and I know what it takes and what it gives you. And I'm wondering when I look at the people in Oregon or in Washington and Oregon and all over the country who are rioting and this is their thing now. This is what they do. Who's paying these people? Who's providing for them while they're engaged in this 24-7 hate the government, tear up all of our stuff and, and party? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> now there's a segment of the population that is going to truly get caught with their pants down. Because if you think about it, at least when you think about your perspective, if you have a skill set and you're motivated, you're going to be able to do a lot of, you're going to have a lot of options in how you continue to sustain yourself. But for people who have limited skill set, and what's worse than that, for those out there, for those of you who don't have the drive, for those who don't have the drive to actually create an opportunity, not to wait for one, but to create an opportunity, shit's going to get ugly. I mean, it's just, that's plain and simple. I don't know how else to say it. 
That's kind of sad. I had this idea in my head about this thing going big, about it going big based on how happy people are. I don't want to be the doomsdayer, but I, in my next, I'm going to make a prediction here. And, I'm, and the predictions will be pretty simple. This this isn't even be started to be bad yet because the government money's still coming out. The government's still dumping money to support this economy. But the question we all need to ask ourselves is where is the money going to come from to pick it back up to where it was? And when there's less money, people spend less money. And the people with no money even have less of that. See, I know a lot of people, I know some people have really taken advantage of this. In fact, people that should be back to work, working in jobs that they had or finding excuses for not working simply because it's more lucrative to stay home. And I see that argument. It is lucrative. I know people who quit their jobs just so they could hang out and spend the summer hiking because they they were getting paid pretty damn good by the government. But think about what's going to happen when that all dries up. And when, and instead of people are, they have this time, all this time on their hands to think about all the injustices and to come together and be about something. The only thing they're about is getting something to eat. Only thing they're about is getting some place to sleep that someone else isn't already taken or doesn't already have. What do you, what do you think is going to happen in the next year? You think it's going to get better miraculously somehow this this thing the most catastrophic event the world has ever seen since the destruction of the dinosaurs probably somehow this is going to turn into some a magical mystical everybody's happy everybody's doing well event <laughs> oh, come on i think i think it's probably time and I, I i get it you don't want to hear it okay that's fine then sit back on your heels and watch for it Sit back on your heels and wait. You'll see it's coming. It is coming. The question you need to ask yourself is, are you going to get caught with your pants down? Are you going to caught sitting there on your couch playing video games, smoking weed, or doing what you do because you think, oh, it'll be okay, and the next thing you know, the lights go out because there's no way to pay the bills. And welfare, welfare isn't there. Social Security is barely getting by, and the country is so far in debt. And what's really bad about this now, when you think about the impact of this, where do we get most of our products? What do you think? A manufacturing company for jeans or computer components is just going to spring up out of nothing? In fact, there's a chance we have to go out of the country to get the tools and equipment we need to build the shit in the country. Wow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not much happy-go-lucky here, buddy. I'll tell you what, but that's the truth. And that's what I think we need to take a, take a look at. You, you, when you look at all the things you have and what you think might happen, if you have an asset that you can liquidate, if you can get rid of that big-ass truck payment and get you a small truck payment or no truck payment, and you can trim up on that house payment or maybe refinance or maybe just sell that house right now, get it on the market while the market's good. Grab that cash and make something, make it smaller, make that cash work for you by getting into something that's less costly. Man, if something bad happens, if the shit hits the fan, that's that much less money you have to earn in order to sustain your life. I mean, when you, people laugh to them, you live in a fifth wheel, oh, you live in a trailer house, oh, uh, you can't pay your house payment because you bought it and it's $1,300 a month and you're in debt because of two cars and you don't know what the hell you're going to do, ha, 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 ha. I don't know. <laughs> it's coming. 
I promise it's coming. And I and don't blame me. I didn't create this shit, but I'm telling you how to get through it. And it, it still comes down to living your best life. Living your best life is about taking advantage of the opportunities you have to increase your position, to bring yourself up on that rung. And in this case, it's a rung of survival. It's so you can rally your troops and gather your resources in a way that when shit starts to fall out, when the bottom falls out of it, you're, you're hanging on to something. You got something tied off to that's going to keep you safe, help you survive this. Because there's going to be a hard lesson learned. There'll be a lot of struggle. And there's going to be a lot of people who learn a tough lesson about how you have to work to survive, how you have to work, how you have to innovate and be, be responsive and evolve with this new world. Are you going to get caught with your pants down? Maybe somebody is. Not me. But even if you don't want to listen to it, even if you don't want to hear it, I'm telling you, there's something ugly coming. It's not, it hasn't even started yet. And if you haven't rallied your troops and sat down and made a plan and started thinking about, okay, how can I best leverage what I have? You might already be too late. So anyway, enough of that. Hey, listen, uh, living your best life isn't necessarily about having an amazing adventure anymore i just i don't know that's that open open-minded insight i get when i think about my life and the story i'm telling and i realized uh oh i missed the boat on this one this went from an adventure based on the amazing world we live in and all the things we want to do to a a simple adventure of survival living your best life now is about capitalizing on your resources generate enough cash finding a way to sustain yourself cutting your expenses and capitalizing on the benefits if you have that big ass house man i would liquidate it i would get me an apartment i would hunker down and i'd get ready to start working real hard at the thing called living not not adventure not not walt, uh, uh, walt disney world or all into that anymore going to sporting events i think for a lot of people in this country it's getting ready to be really hard so figure it out start looking at it because it's coming anyways always I, I know this is not something you want to hear i realize that you're probably not listening to it but and if you miss out on this shame on you because the truth is coming watch you will see this and when if you're ready for it and if you grab a hold of anything i've said and you start positioning yourself and trimming your expenses stop leaking that money and start making a plan and getting out there and start hustling you're going to be fine is it going to be tough hell yeah it's going to be tough but you can get through it but if you're sitting on your butt watching tv real hoping that it's going to be fine i guarantee it it's not so get ready for it. Here's coming. And just as always, remember, just today's your day. Make it a good one.